Hello everyone, welcome to the Liverpool Echoes Everton podcast. Myself, Greg O'Keefe, Phil Kirkbride, Gavin Buckland and Tony Scott. And one of our number is sporting a particularly smug smile this afternoon. New yeah. tipsters. Yeah. Miracles happened, Phil Kirkbride got his prediction right, that's correct, right, for last Saturday's quarter-final. Phil, quick word on your... Just like playing my mum and dad. And... <laughs> <laughs> I think I, th- I think when I when I, I uh, boldly predicted two 0 it was more in uh, hopes and expectation that we keep a clean sheet, but thoroughly deserved. And uh, I think I was celebrating harder than anybody after the second one went in. Yeah. Looked around to uh, to Tony just to make sure he remembered my prediction, and uh, yeah, done. The, the um, Phil didn't even know till even after the, the whistle had left that he said, "Oh yeah, we, I predicted two 0 He didn't even call. <laughs> Did you seriously know when when the second went in? I predicted two 0 or did the penny drop after the whistle? No, I, I, I think I, I had sort of vague recollection that it might, <laughs> I might have said 2-0, but yeah, I didn't know for certain. Did I say 2-1? Too relevant, I said 2-0. Uh, uh, yeah, I was, I was just wondering, I said one all, didn't I? Which, which following on from Phil's, like, sort of thinking during the game, was that me when I won their up, like, that I should have been going, come on, Chelsea, you know, you know, you don't want to make this too serious a competition, it may uh, lead to, uh, you know, bad behaviour, I don't know. And that would not be phenomenal. Right, <laughs> we're moving on to, obviously, the big talking point of that game, and the main one is Lukaku, the man, the man, in the moment, the man in form, scored the goal that will live long in all our memories at Goodison Park. Phil, that first goal, you know, unbelievable, and his celebration, uh, interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, um, in many respects, not unbelievable, very much believable because that is what he's capable of. Um, and it's it's a phrase that gets used yeah. far too often in football. But when he when Ron fancies it, and when he's he's got the bit between his teeth like that, he's almost literally unstoppable. Four Chelsea defenders, and not four kids at Chelsea, four seasoned pro title winning defenders were just made to look like mugs. And yeah. and that finish as well under that pressure, having you know gone past four players, you know to have the composure. To find the bottom corner in such a you know such an in- intense occasion was hugely credit to him. But on, on his celebrations, I mean, <laughs> we went through the uh, the picture footage of, of every celebration he's had this season, and read into it what you will. But he's he's um, he doesn't seem to sort of smile anymore when he celebrates. He's got this real serious, stern look about him. You know, like I don't know. It's 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 interesting anyway. It's, you know, if he scores on Saturday, have a look, see what he does, and. Um, it's like all this modern football type, you know, doing the business, a goal's just what I'm paid for. Type. Well, I'm not yeah. Rom and Mario Balotelli are about as far apart as players and personalities as you can possibly get, but it's that kind of, well, what you expect, that's what I'm here for, mentality that I hope we don't see from Rom because part of the reason why I haven't found to talk to him is because of his enthusiasm mm. since the uh, made the club's record sign. No, Gav, after the game, the, the newspaper spoke to Martinez about you know, the challenge potentially of, of keeping Lukaku beyond this season when he's in that sort of form. What did you make of that? Yeah, that was interesting. Um, before, before I answer that, I think I said last week that um, the rest of the season was really important. It wasn't just about uh, Saturday's results. Uh, that may not have been the case after Lukaku's first goal, you know. Um, I, I, going back to what you're saying, um, it, it's an interesting point. I mean, the, the landscape has changed, and you know, in football. Um, but having said that, I think somebody with Rom's goal scoring record, I think it's got 117 career goals, is it? Something like that, at 2022. Yeah, yeah. You know, 
which is a, a, a massive, a massive amount. Um, his stats this season, I think, um, we've seen it last season. He scored one, one, one shot in every eight. It's down to one shot in every four this season. So <laughs> wow. you see, you he's see that his potency. twenty-five goals. He's twenty-two. He's capable, as Phil saying, scoring absolutely blinders and being unplayable. You know, it's not surprising that there is. You know, you would expect a lot of interest in him. Um, my, Roberto said that he didn't say, but he intimated that you know it, it's not 100% guaranteed that he, he would stay, and, and I think that's understandable, isn't it? It's yeah. not, you know, I think he cited the one everybody cites is Ronaldo, don't they? Man United, yeah, as but, Roberto did, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Ronaldo wanted to go, didn't he? You know, and Lucas, you know, I suppose it ties into this celebration mm. thing. It could be that what does Ron want to do? Yeah, I mean, look, I. Going back to the celebration thing, I mean, look, I'm purely just trying to be amateur sort of body language expert, so there's no intel on this particularly, but Rom is such a kind of football obsessive and, in, and intense about football and intense about his career, and and I'm not saying he's got, he, you know, he feels like he's gone stale or anything like that, but you know when he scores goals like that, and he scored 25 this season, he scored you know 20 last season, I feel like he looks, he looks to me like a player who is just chasing new stimulation every time and a new challenge every time and maybe for him that was too easy he's maybe left there going if I can do this in the Premier League I want to go and try and see if I can do it in the Champions League I see it from a different angle I, I see when we seen Rom score goals early on in the season I seen him with a smile on his face and I think I remember him he was dancing with Kone he was doing similar <laughs> yeah, he was, had yeah. a smile on his Sunderland, face yeah. Yeah, and I think as it's coming towards the end of the season and it it's, I think it's frustration with the way some of the players and Everton's league position. And I think it's come, it's burden on him now that he's thinking, do you know what, I'm just looking out, for, not like looking out for myself, but he's thinking, he's just sheerly frustrated in Everton's league position. And I think that's why it's coming across that way. It's interesting. I think it, you, there might be something to that if you read Ross's interviews before the recent setbacks that we've had. I know they've been ups and downs all season long, but I mean, before the West Ham's, I think it was more or less after the turn of the year, he did a series of interviews, didn't he, about speaking about how much he loved football, his ambition for Everton, uh, talking about how good he felt this squad was. Since then, the top four has been ruled out and the top five now looks like an absolute mission, virtually impossible. And maybe that's weighing on his mind. Mm. I think you've got to bear into account as well. One man, Motormouth Raiola, his agent, He's already said if he'd had his way, if he was his agent when he joined in yeah. 2014, he wouldn't have come to yeah. Everton. You don't like him, do you? I just, then, I uh, think that, to me, there's agent talk yeah. and then there's huge disrespectful agent talk. Yeah, and think and that's, that's crossed the line. I think uh, that's what you... I'm going to knock him out, Gav. Wait yeah. <laughs> I think that's something, uh, that's something you and Sir Alex have got in common, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think uh, he likes yeah. it too much either. Um, yeah, it could be. Um, I, well, maybe we're just reading too much into it. I mean, does it really matter? Player power, I think, I, think, I think you said, you put it best, it's if Ron wants to go yeah. in the summer. And let's hope, that, as Phil says, his natural sense of ambition and football curiosity is is piqued by Mishiri's arrival and a, maybe a trophy, touch wood, and a, a strong, maybe a strong finish to the season. Playing devil's, sorry Greg, playing devil's half career, why would he want to stay? Well, that, that, that's, the, that's the crux of the point, isn't it? It's... For me, look, look. Every player wants to earn as much money as he can. Yeah. But from I, you know, don't say I know Ron particularly well, but I've got to know him a little bit. And he strikes me as old. Football isn't everything. Uh, money isn't everything. Football is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about what he can thinks he can achieve at Everton. So so going back to your point, 
it's about now. It's not about getting him on a new hundred and ten grand a week yeah, contract. Yeah, yeah. It's about selling him a dream for next season. And it's it's Mr. Mashiri and the manager going right. Well, Rom, we're going to sign X, Y, and Z. Do you want to be part of that? Because yeah. if you are, we're going to go the top four. Give us a season and then we'll sit down. He's given Everton three seasons. Off, if I get wrong. Oh, absolutely, yeah, but, but right Everton so. took him on loan and. And they, they gave him. they gave him the platform. Don't get me wrong, he was he was excellent at West Brom, but yeah. I think look, he's been he's been brilliant for Everton. But there's a little bit of give and take there. You know, Martinez has has, has, has played him when he's not been playing well, and you know, given that platform, hasn't he? That yeah. Week in week out football that he needed. Oh yeah, there's been times when he's been yeah. poor. And I think I think also as well, you've got to throw in, and this is hypothetically speaking, where would you go? In Rom's Bayern, position. PSG, any European, any Champions League club would be open. Okay, not Chelsea. So you're just talking about you. So you're going to write off Real Madrid and Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. You're going to write. So you're down to PSG or Bayern. Okay, PSG. They're going to be getting. They've got Cavani. Okay, they're getting rid of Lassan. They've got Cavani, haven't they? Um, Spectre of PSG worries me. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that would probably be. I mean, I couldn't say Bayern because they've got. I mean, I know there's sort of about Lewandowski does. Like, yeah, yeah. Got um, Muller. Um, again, PSG. I mean, you'd only be going to the Champions League there, wouldn't you? You wouldn't be going to play in the French League. No, because they win that as cancer, don't they? Cancer, yeah. So you basically, you know, that would possibly. You know, it's an interesting point. English yeah. Chelsea. No well, chance. Want, Champions League yeah. football. Yeah. When, he, when he's so, got to look at, he, he's looking at every option, and he's thinking, "Listen, I want to play in the Champions League." You've, yeah. you've seen clips of him on, on his um, on a Snapchat, and he's playing FIFA, and he, he's yeah. playing Champions League games. I'm going. This is where he wants to play, yeah. and it, it's foreseeable, and he's not going to be playing that with Everton. So obviously, he's going to put his cards on the table, and he's going to listen. I want to play Champions League football. I'm good enough to play in it, and I deserve to play in it. I'm looking at a team that a mid-table, we mid-table last season. Why on earth? Oh yeah, I've got a contract, but contracts aren't with. Don't worry, the carrot these days. Why on earth would I stay at a football club? My, my fear is that his agent will be saying exactly that to him, and he'll be saying not. to him, "Rom, you're not long in this game. You know, injuries can happen at any point. You could do your cruciates or break your leg in two places next January or something like that." He says. Everton might promise you the world, if they can deliver, is debatable, despite what the new investment is. Now, this mm-hmm. is me playing devil's advocate. Get your move, seize the day. And the agents will be saying that because he knows there's a yeah. big fat wedge of commission yeah. coming in off PSG, yeah. who, let's face it, look like they might do, do something in the Champions League mm-hmm. this season. I'm not saying they're going to win it, but they might be there and thereabouts to the final. Yeah. Like Phil says, I, I fear the spectre of PSG, and who knows with buying with a new manager. Yeah, but what but they might. PSG might not want to buy him, might they? No, I mean that, that, that's there's going to be about twenty clubs in the Champions League that one. Surely he, he was a Chelsea fan as a kid. Yeah. Now I, I really hope you can just discount Chelsea because there before he wouldn't even be playing Champions League yeah, football. Yeah, yeah. But you just never know if it's an emotional thing. If he felt like I'll show you when it, when they let him go, and if in his heart so you've he got all these new managers with new investment coming to the Premier League next season. So I wouldn't write any of them off. You're going to have Man United with a new manager with their money. Chelsea with a new manager United with their money. United won't be in the Champions League. City. City. Guardiola. Uh, Guardiola. Guardiola, you never know. It's City. You're going to have all, all these new managers with all this investment. Yeah. He's, he's going to be a fool. City, City's got a Guerrero, haven't he? You know, it's, 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 it always sounds like, you know, I move as a player. Uh, I think this happened with, with Morales last year, I think about 12, 15 months ago, <laughs> where Morales was talking about going in. When he actually analysed what, what clubs he could go to, mm. sort of the, the field narrowed dramatically. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I'm not saying it's the same for Rom, and again, it's just, this is just hypothetically speaking, I'm not saying they should move, is that 
you think, oh yeah, a big club come into it. But when you actually analyse it, it's only a small number of clubs. Yeah. And then that's the choice about whether they want to buy him in a compet you know, when there's other other things available. And we're coming off the back of the European Championships as well, because you don't know what's going to happen there as well. Because that changes market values and some, mm. some new players come on come to the fore. So it's not as straightforward as what, what you think. Um but what you know, what what season he's had? Let's face it. I mean, there was an interesting. I think in one of the uh, um, the, the supporters right in the echo was saying that you know this generation's not. I think it was a younger lad. This generation's not had a striker like Rom. And I was thinking, well, to be fair, I'd probably go back a couple, mm. and I can't recall a striker yeah. like him. To be fair, I mean, that goal. Talking about that first goal on 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 Saturday, people have compared it to other great goals of Goodison. Mm. Yeah. And if you have a look at the other great goals of Goodison, they've got. Fine lads with the Caden team, they're all like 25, 30 yard blockbusters, you know, yeah, like Leon's yeah, against yeah. Uh, uh, Larissa and, and so a couple of Kevin Sheedy's, Mikel Artes has put a couple of great ones in. I don't think there's been a goal at Goodison by an Evan player like that who's of individual who, yeah. where they've gone through, slalom through yeah. three or four, three or four players. Um, I mean, the only one I can think of that compares to anyway is probably Wayne at Leeds. Remember a few, yeah, few years ago? Yeah, and these, you know, Leeds' defence is a bit different to Chelsea's defence, isn't it? Mm. So, I mean, that just shows what a special mm. talent he is. Because um, he scored the goal that, a great goal that I think is probably pretty unique at Goodison mm. from an Everton player, you know. So, it's interesting you mentioned Rooney, and, you know, I think time has been a healer in, in the Rooney factor, but. You know, initially when he did he did leave, there was a lot of ill feeling. How would we feel if Rom left? Would we begrudge him the move, or would we say, "Well, you've done well for us, lad. You want to play Champions League football? Good luck." Interesting one because we've moved beyond the stage. You hope whereby we're thinking, "Ah, oh, he's gone," but sweetening the pain is that you've got sixty million in the bank. I'm not saying that. Obviously, that's always a good thing. Always and, and a cons- the rest, I'd say, by the way, always yeah. a consolation. Yeah, exactly. It could be seventy plus. Always a consolation. Of course it is. Even Chelsea and City like banking a nice return on a player and a profit. But it's not the Philip it used to be when at one point you've gone, oh, we can buy four players with this. You wonder if Everton might be, again, I don't want to get ahead of myself, in a different league financially. So is it the be-all and end-all? Possibly not. It still means you can invest even further. It's interesting, Martin has spoke again hypothetically, didn't he, to the papers. You were there, Greg, about... If you sold that type of player, you can you bring in a few. three or four. I'd actually argue the argue the question. The bulk of that money would have to go on a replacement. Yeah, absolutely. Because we've seen, you know, Tottenham and Liverpool, for example, yes, over the last yeah, three yeah. or four years, who've both had seventy million pound transfers and have bought four or five players. Five players, players yeah. Didn't they? And you know, with sort of work to space a little degree, and, and Liverpool, but what you want is, and this is what Liverpool did. I say said about Suarez. You want to like what like. Yeah, replacement. You don't want to sort of. The market's difficult yeah. for clubs yeah, who are, yeah, who are in the Champions League. Where do you ever get a like yeah. for like for? Rob? Well, this is it. Because well, yeah. if you're not in the Champions League, you can't attract players at that level. So you're left taking gambles, gambles likes of may or may not yet pay off. Me ass. Players of that ilk who haven't yeah. proved themselves mm-hmm. in the top league. Well, I would say so you, you wouldn't. It, again, hypothetically, if we did sell him for seventy million, we wouldn't go back to. You know, we're linked with an elf. I don't think there's anything in it at the minute. Inaki Williams at Bilbao, potential, raw, but looks like he could be the business. I don't think you go back there. I think no. you've got to go a next stage. You're not talking Lewandowski, top top level, but you're not talking 
young lad who's going to take trouble, time. That's the trouble what Liverpool has when they sold yeah. Suarez. Yeah. They, they come out yeah. the Champions League and they couldn't attract that player. It was like for like, like Suarez. Yeah. Yeah, so they had, to, they had to come down. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't see where Everton can even... City are going to have to pay someone of 40 or 50 million to try and replace Ron. That's yeah. if he is sold, by the way. We're not, we're not here just to flog Ron. No, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We come across it over here just to sell him. <laughs> Far from it. We're just looking at it. The just, idea is what may occur. And I do feel as that if Everton do sell Ron in the summer... They're going to have to go out and buy someone for about 40 or 50 million Degree, to replace yeah. them. It's no good spending 20s and 30s. Yeah. Go out and make a statement. Yeah, well, they did. I mean, let's face it, they did spend 28 million pounds on them in the first place. Oh, yeah. if we got them cheap. Yeah, yeah. Going back to your point, for, I mean, Rooney was come through the academy, so yeah. you know, any, any transfer yeah. was, or probably did yeah. actually spend 28 million pounds on them. So it is, it is, you've got to take that into account when you're saying, Tony. Mm. That's why, you know, do you sell a player for 28 million pounds and then? By a couple of players, fifteen. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, doesn't really. Yeah. Uh, so you have to buy Definitely. a marquee sign. But what it shows, though, dare I say, is, you know, yeah, this has been a recurring theme. It's the failure to look like we're going to. I'm not going to get in the top four this season. Could have far further ramifications than, than, than yeah. sort of not just finishing the top four, isn't it? You know, Interesting. Just um, you know, again, do you think the contract thing actually? You know, you said player power and stuff. Well. Player power didn't work with John Stones in the summer. Do you think Everton would actually dig the heels in with Rom, who's contracted until 2018, is it? I think it's different if okay. Lukaku goes into Martinez's office and says, I want to leave. It's literally, that's it. Not basically down seals and says he's going on strike, but says, I'm desperate to leave. I don't want to be here next summer. It's pure football. I reason. think that puts it right on Martinez. It looks then. to me from the quotes that Roberto's saying about Rom, as if they may have been some kind of a deal struck between them. Yeah, he, he may have denied it, but from what his comments come well, he's going to deny that, isn't he's he? He's going to deny that, but it looks to me as if, listen, Ron, give us a season, see where we get, see if we can get a trophy. I can't deny you a move. Don't forget, because Ron saw us on his loan season, finished fifth. Yeah. Signs on, on a promise that we'll move, we'll improve on this, and they finished what? Bottom half. Bottom yeah. half. He has enough for them season as well. Into, yeah. Fat, no, so. absolutely yeah. he did. He, he can't, he's got, and this is where we're, you know, this season, he has had spells where he's not been at it, but generally, generally he's carried, he's carried the team, hasn't he? It's only been so. one or two. I think one game that springs to mind was Swansea away, where Everton were really good, <laughs> and he's done everything basketball, really, yeah, but that's yeah. the only game that springs. He went on a little bit of a period of three or four games where it was probably just probably just tiredness more I think than anything. He had, he, he had that ankle yeah. injury against City, didn't he? Yeah. And yeah. I don't think he quite was back up to speed yeah. on it. So more people tend to forget as well. The lad's twenty two. Yeah, he's not twenty five, twenty six. He's twenty two years of age. He's got a massive, massive future ahead of him. Massive. One thing he hasn't done yet, and he's not on his own in this, is win us a derby at Anfield. Coming up, we've got that dreadful. Scored at Anfield, by the way, for um, West Brom. He did, yeah, in a, win, yeah. in a win, in yeah. a win as well. Happy days. Not forever, no. Well, we'd take that in a royal blue shirt. Yeah. Wouldn't we? Yeah. However, obviously, the dilemma, thanks you for, to the FA and Premier League et al for this, is that obviously we've got the semi final coming up at Wembley, massive pivotal moment for the season, and there you go, three, maybe four days before it. This week we hear the Anfield Derby. Yeah, yeah, I, I just, I'm a bit troubled by this whole thing about, and I don't know how we can sort of uh, improve on this. That you get to this stage of the season, I think, as the start of the week, did we need to, we had three, three fixes that needed to be scheduled on, is it? 
Sunderland, Liverpool, and Palace. Palace will it's, be just, it's ludicrous, isn't it? Where you're like so yeah. six or seven weeks away from the end of the league season, yeah. and you've got to fit three games in, and 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 it's. I think it's you get penalised a little bit only just for. You know, I wonder people don't like progressing in the cup. <laughs> if it means like at the end of the season, a long hard season, you've got yeah. to fit three, yeah. three, three games in. And it's all, I think it's all to do with Europe, isn't it? Because you can't play Premier League games in the week that there's European games. Right, and at right. this stage of the season, there's a European round basically every week, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And I, you know, that's the first point I'd say is surely we've got to, you know, can't penalise clubs and make it difficult for them at the end of the season when they're, when yeah. they're trying to, you know, trying to compete across a couple you of You have some, a little bit of sympathy for the FA in that you'd say, or the Premier League, normally you'd say, consider extending the season. They're a little bit sad, sort of hamstrung by the Euros. Yeah. So I think yeah. there's probably a bit of a perfect storm fixture-wise, isn't it? That they've got to get the fixtures done some way. And as you say, they've got this commercial deal with UEFA that it can't clash with it European yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. And yet you can you can understand why some clubs who just want to survive, for example, don't are interested in the clubs. Yeah. But we very much are interested in the clubs. And so I think I know what you're going to say. If you're Roberto Martinez. Certainly the same haircut as him. Yeah. Pick. <laughs> That's a Danny Gibson special. <laughs> pick. You're picking your team out of that trip over there. First of all, just before I pick that team, is that Everton aren't the only ones that are going to be playing three to four days before the semi final. True. West Ham are going to be playing there, Everton's potential opponents, and Manchester United are. Yeah. So they're going to be playing exactly the same. So Everton can't feel undone by it. Will they be playing the intensity of a local derby, though? Well, don't forget, Everton can. There's no, basically, Man United is going for Europe. West Ham are going for Europe. Everton aren't. Everton have got the luxury of throwing the kids out. West Ham and Man United aren't. Just, just yeah. boy, in quickly. Sorry, Gav. You talk about derby. West Ham actually play Watford that same night. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a bit. It's, and it's West a local. Ham, West Ham are going for fourth place. And Palace, Palace go to United. Yeah. There you go. So do yeah. You know no, what? no. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's to do with the semi final. I'm just saying that we, we've got three league fixtures. I mean, the derby's not to do with the cup. The derby's to do with the fact that we Liverpool played in the uh, league cup, cup final. Yeah, yeah. That's why that's been rescheduled. How's that not to do. <laughs> so Liverpool, we played Liverpool, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think it's right. So we did play Liverpool, didn't we? So there's that 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 fixture and the Palace and Sunderland games are to do with the. Yeah, uh, yeah. With the FA Cup, so Abby, we're carrying one or two games extra, and I just think it, just think it's wrong. If we had something to go for in the league, then I'd be up in arms. You know what I mean? But the league's finished for me. I, I, it's, it's gone. You, you, it's pointless. We're not going to get any either. Like Gav, no, no, seriously, yeah, I'm yeah. not. Evan, are they going to get any higher than seventh? No, but we're not going to win about eight games yeah. off the final ten, Evan. Are they? So yeah, what's yeah. the point? But you never know. Hang on a minute. We're talking about trying to keep Rom. And so, well, like, whatever surely, whatever surely, do between now and the end of the season has got nothing to do with well, what Rom stays no, in. Well, no, I think it does because I think no. if we can, I think if we uh, show that we're competitive in the league, as I say, like last week, I said the last 10 games is important for us to, to rectify the mistakes that we've had in the previous 28, show that we're progressing as a club, move up the table, hopefully reach the cup final and win. And you put that package that together, that shows a club that's progressing. If we tank in the league, like it was, you know. Uh, then that just adds, and so we get knocked out in the semi-final. That just adds to a general mood of depression in the club. And how would you sell that as a player? That's a fair point. You know, I, I, so just, I, I don't think whatever Everton do in the league from now till the end of the season will justify no, what no, Rom's I, thinking. I, I, I think Rom's got in and said, "Listen, I'll score an apple now, and I'll get me moved to the Champions League club." Again, we'll we'll leave Rom. But do you think winning the cup and therefore getting into the Europa League would make him think twice? No, no, no? seriously, I don't. I just think the lads just. 
far too good to to be playing for a, a, a mid-table team at the moment. Well, I think he's far too good to. He should be playing. And don't forget, we're not talking when we were talking about Ron before. Just I'll touch you on. You're not talking about when we talked about Bayern Munich and, and them other teams. There's teams that have been linked with them before in the past, like Wolfsburg, who were playing in the Champions League currently. They're going to be in for. You're not going to be. Do you want to have the money? Why is he going to be going to Wolfsburg? Well, because I mean, we want the money to buy him. Okay. I mean. Also as well, I mean, somebody said this week that you know, Wolfsburg is still in the Champions League. Yeah. Somebody said, well, actually, that whoever plays them has got to buy a bye to the, uh, the semi-final, you know. So you, you could be argued that Everton and Wolfsburg compared them that actually, you know, certainly this season we're probably on paper better than them. But you can't switch from what we're the point I'm coming to on as well, which is a key point. And I, I cited the 84 season, 83-84 season about this Christmas about how we managed the rest of the year is... We won the title in 84-85 because in the, the last sort of four or five months in the 83-4 campaign, in the, in the league's campaign, whilst we were progressing the Cups, Howard developed a way of working that fitted all the stars of all the players. So that built, built a big platform for us the next season to kick on and uh, you know win the title. Yeah. Now, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying... Yeah. and A lot of those games are just meaningless. We ended up finishing seventh. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying we're going to win the title next year, though that would be nice, but... It's about kicking on and, and using the games to progress. And I think yeah. we need... And this is something I said was vitally important last week. That's, those 10 games, to me, are massive between now and the end of the season for us, for us to show that we can kick on next year with this talented group of players who are not going to... Not all of them, are, you know, you wouldn't think of a move on. I think players it. now, though, Gav, they won't be thinking about them 10 games. But, if they, if they, they're if they thinking, listen, would I be able to get a move? Yeah, but that's the, the manager's job, though, isn't it? That's why. That, that's the manager's job, isn't it? And dare I say, probably the people in the hierarchy of the club to actually sell the, sell the, sell, sell the club. And we will, you know, we will expect bids for a number of our players, especially after the Euros, perhaps. Yeah. And I, I can't stress enough the, the, the importance of finishing the season well. Um, it's vital for me. Well, here's one for you. You know how many? Ga- I haven't looked at the fixtures. How many games between now and the semi? If you're if you're playing, you you want to. You know if that's the biggest game of the season. The, you know the semi final, then hopefully the final. You want to be in that semi final team. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. absolutely going hell for leather every time you get a chance. But the interesting when you said to me before, Gag about picking the team before. Well, the I thought you'd get back to it eventually. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Un- under twenty one job for me all day long. Oh, Un- no. All day long. What's I, the point? Well, what it, is the point in playing your best team? Three days before the biggest game of the season. And Moyes, Everton, David Moyes said, sorry Phil, famously when he was asked after that game, I did make a mistake in my team selection. I should have rested more. Yeah. Everton, and he went to Sunderland yeah. and won. Eventually. No, no, we, Eventually. And did he go through? And that's why he said if he had, yeah. if he had rested more, yeah. he would yeah. have gone through. What's the rest. point of going to Anfield and playing a full-strength team Three days right. before the cup well, semi-final. Your mate Carragher reckons that the 21s couldn't do much worse and he's got well, a fair point. Right. Yeah. Are we yeah. all have in... to get big 3-0. <laughs> we've done that in that season, didn't we? Yeah. Are we all in agreement that this is the strongest squad in the Premier League era Everton have ever had? Yeah. yeah. Squad. Squad. I'm probably, no I'd say team, not squad. I, I'd well, probably say since we won the title in 87, to be honest with you. So, so my question is, going Premier. into the derby, why not use the squad Absolutely. and not yeah. the kids? So you're basically saying... Yeah, make changes. Yeah. I'd, I'd agree with Pina, that to an extent. Pienaar, Osman, Gibson... Hibbert, Kone, Howard. It's going to play a 21. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not like an 11 change. It's Bring Stack Wallace back as well. No, I just think that we can't, we can't just no. neglect this idea. You know, there's, 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 look, they're on the bench for a reason, but, but you've, got, you've got De La Faye who was on the bench on Saturday. Mm. You've got Besic who was on the bench on Saturday. There's a 
What's wrong with Ben? Yeah. Well, Besic is going to be in the team. You would imagine this Saturday. He's going to yeah, be... but I'm saying, you know, yeah, he'll be starting yeah. 11. Yeah. Why couldn't uh, they go to Anfield yeah, do a job? Yeah. But it'll be Sod's law if Roberto plays a couple of players that play at Wembley. You, you seriously telling me that the Liverpool players... I'll just leave me foot in here. You're seriously not going to be telling me... I'm not going. We're not going to be wanting Everton to do well in the cup, in the cup semi-final. I'll leave my foot in the no, Liverpool are chasing their own. Like, they, I mean, Liverpool conceivably the way they're going at the moment, and I don't, you know, I know that, but Liverpool could be knocking about, sort of maybe looking at because of the teams top have fallen away, that yeah. four or five themselves. So they're going to be focused on win, winning that game. Do you think so, it's wise for Everton to play an half decent team? I, I'm with Phil. I think if you've got a when we talk about the squad, then utilise the squad. And, and we could make three or four key changes, but still not necessarily damage. This, this is the Netherlands big old man. He has to make a name for himself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, listen, I, I'll, all four-four-two with Kone and the ass up front. <laughs> but, into the channels. But they can have Kieran Dahl firing Bang the crosses. Banging into the Annie every time yeah. he gets me. I'm with Toe. I'm with Toe. Really? I, yeah, I mm. think I, there's nothing suggested to me in recent years that we're going to change the pattern going there. And completely so, it. so what you're saying is that not because we never so not got a great record there anyway, so it's pointless putting the full strength team out because not normally, if, but yeah. given the context. Well, can you? Not, I, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't I just this is a give fixed, up on the fixture. By the, the way, the way this is a fixture that's had the most sentence off in Premier League history. Yeah. So yeah. it's not one where you can just yeah, it's like a pre-season friendly. Yeah. It's blood and so, thunder. It's amazing. So, sad say you say we say basically Unzi was in charge effectively, and he played the twenty. We played the twenty-one. Know where this is going, and yeah. they get an absolute spanking off Liverpool, and it is yeah. like historic defeat. How is that going to do anybody any good? Well, if you go, if you put your full strength team out at Wembley and you win three days later, but so that's a, that's the point though. That's the point, isn't it? I mean, the, okay. Well, I why why risk all that? Why it doesn't make sense? I tell to you me. what, this is a great part of the podcast. This should this. Brought the boxing gloves back. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other week? We had the boxing gloves. Was it over John Stones? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was like a Tony fight. That was me and Phil, and it like because he's had a bad day. Shelton's all wound up. We're against the bushwhackers here, guys. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it's uh, it it's quite an emotive subject, isn't it? This quite rightly, um, and I'm I'm surprised that the the, the, the I'm possibly the, the, the being emotions. Bit, I'm possibly being a bit flippant because I'm so depressed. Of our record and field yeah. over the years, I almost feel. So, uh, so why wouldn't you not put your full best best team up rather than extend that record even further potentially? Isn't that every uh, reason to put the full? Yeah, best I know what you mean. And then if you win, it builds a massive momentum going into Wembley. And yeah, all right, our opponents have to play. But all all you need is Lukaku to pick up yeah. a little injury and he misses that game. And you see what happens when you take Lukaku out of that team. Well, I'd 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 be for a happy medium. And if you say, look, right, you've got to wrap Robin Cotton Ball. Fair enough. So let's, let's let's tweet the formation. Let's play with the players. If we were going for fourth or fifth, then I'd tend to agree with you. But we're mid-table going nowhere. There's no point in playing your best team at Anfield. No point. I think we're gonna are we gonna have to agree to disagree. No, but this is, I mean, so, so, no, say so, for he plays McCarthy or Barry or any of these players and they get injured or sent off, and there's a good chance of them getting sent off because it happens quite a lot in this fixture. And you just blow all your yeah. all your preparations away yeah. for the biggest game of your season. You can imagine Barry getting absolutely yeah, yeah. stupid. Hey, so I'll give you best team. I don't I don't agree that necessarily the best team we've got available should play. But I just think this idea of playing the kids is completely yeah. nonsense. Well, it's not going to happen. I think let's be realistic. We're saying it, and it's a very valid talking point. But in no way on this earth do I actually think Martinez will put the kids. No, out. no. And there's Was he what... one or two of them. He maybe he yeah. might do. I think he might do. You know, he I mean... might do. 
to, to be fair. Is he enough in the squad? Go, go, yeah, Gav. Right back. Who would you play right back? Seamus. Every, every... You, so you're risking your, your, your proper uh, right well, back. Maybe, so what he's been quite reliable. You say that from every game. Don't play him. Don't play anybody. Oh, on three days before the biggest game of your season. Well, but I'm saying but don't, the risk don't, of injuries yeah. in every game. In a Merseyside derby, it's totally different. Totally, totally different. Don't play... Well, don't play anybody between now and twenty-five. <laughs> no, I understand. Yeah, you, can, you, can get, you can get fit between from now till. It, there's a difference between three game, three days before the biggest game we see. Yeah, I, I, I get that. But you can't, you can't, you can't get into the Saturday before, can you? Be out for a fortnight and, and sort of, you know. Uh, in a Merseyside derby, it's totally different. Yeah. Totally, totally different. Yeah, I mean, we've got more chance of getting into than this. Uh, it's great it? it's great because this is a really one of them arguments about that it's, it's a really good it argument it splits people do. doesn't it it really and does it, it's, it's every mm. you know it's not like whether somebody's a good player or not it's like yeah. what the, it's a good well, interesting argument how interesting would be a fly in the wall in the manager's office at Finch Farm that week when he's got his staff and he's saying he's having the same conversation I mean yeah. obviously his, his decision yeah. counts but you know interesting to see if some of his backroom staff are like Tony and say, no, we've got to protect them all like me and Gavin saying. That's an interesting point, Phil, because I've seen a couple of fans question the backroom staff and what they bring to the table. Now, do you think, Greg and Gav, do you think any of the backroom staff will question Roberto on A, team selection or tactics? Gav? But when you say question, what do you mean question? Let's say, for say Roberto picks his team. Do yeah. you think... They're like actually Graham Jones or, or Lance will sit there and they go, do you know what? I disagree with that, Roberto. Do you think they'll have sure. an input? On, uh, well, on... I think with the any any club in general, it's a team effort. You need any great managers as that going back years. You know, good managers consult their coaches and, and sort of, get, you know, because they know maybe a little bit more about the fitness, you know, day in, day out. So, you know, you would imagine generally that would happen. And I, I would expect that to happen at, at Everton. I mean, it's, it's a very unwise manager who's just, who's very, you know, might get away with if you're Brian Clough, but you know, in the modern era, if you dictate, yeah, you know, surround yourself yeah. by yes men's pointless, yeah. But don't you think a lot of managers in the Premier League are stubborn by their own decisions? Oh, they you? look what Martinez says goes, that's why yeah. he's the, that's why he's the top man, yeah. you know, yeah. that's why he's the boss. But it, it's a crazy idea for, for to me to think that a manager would surround himself with people who are just going to agree yeah, with And, and there have been managers you know, who've been accused of that in the past. I mean, it's an interesting point. Is I don't like the, I know people's, like, I don't like the idea of a defensive coach. Mm. And just because, I think if you get being a defensive well, coach... Well, you're lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 you're not getting one. Yeah, no, yeah, no, you know what I mean? Never going to get one. I feel as if like me and Phil need a defensive coach in here. But, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Self-defensive coach. But, yeah. but, you know, because that just brings friction. You know, they bring somebody in as defensive coach. I'm like, they want to do something. I want to defend this way. Well, what happens if the manager says, well, actually, yeah. no, I don't think well, that's right. Coach, so, so that's a slightly different thing because that's you can talk about technique, can't you? So yeah, it's not coaches. about set up. The defensive coach is more about how you set up and how. Could you defend yeah, from like one to whatever? Yeah, and doing set pieces yeah. and all that. What happens if they got completely different ideas to what the manager is, and and then that that friction and that sort of it brings well, a look. Everton never appoints a defensive a team that is based on possession football and scoring goals from open play. <laughs> I'm afraid it's just it's never going to happen. how many actual defensive coaches there are. It's just, as you say, Gav, it's this term that gets bandied about oh, yeah, when yeah. teams in, yeah. in defensive meltdown. How many clubs actually have one? Mm. Can, can just talk about our defence. Interesting stuff for you. In, in the last eight games, um, 
we've only conceded in in eight games, twelve hours of football. In eleven hours and fifty minutes of those twelve hours, we've conceded just two goals. Mm. The problem is, if the other ten minutes <laughs> yeah. down, we've conceded yeah. today. When they switch which, off, which just shows, yeah, actually, you know, we get accused, and I don't talk about defence again because we, but we spoke about Man City, I think, before about like since then we've improved. Eight those eight games, one six, two lost two. The West Ham aberration apart, we only conceded two goals in, yeah. in the best part of eight yeah, games, yeah. which which shows you how you know, um, like you said, haven't you, all season about getting the right balance between defence and attack, Trying and like we did that on Saturday, I think, didn't we? Definitely, and I hope they start in the same vein against Arsenal on Saturday. We haven't even mentioned Arsenal, so much to talk about, and so limited time. From next week, we're going to also be welcoming your suggestions, what we can talk about. Um, give us uh, some ideas on Twitter or Facebook. We'll be pushing out some tweets and Facebook posts to promote and remind you. We hope you've enjoyed this one, and um, here's for another win on Saturday.